Hi everyone, welcome back to the New Trial Champion podcast. I'm Ting Ming, your host for this podcast series. And in this episode, I'm honoured to be joined by Professor Ken Nosaka, the Director of Exercise and Sports Science in the School of Medical and Health Sciences at the Edith Cowan University in Perth, Australia. Prof Nosaka worked for nearly 20 years in Japan before moving to Edith Cowell University in 2004 as an associate professor and later promoted to a full professor in 2009. He has published more than 280 peer-reviewed journal articles with research interests across eccentric exercise, neuromuscular fatigue, strength and power training, exercise as medicine, thermal regulation and muscle cramp. Hi, Prof. Nosaka. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet hi, you. Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so we have seen an interest, increased interest in health, in nutrition and sports amid COVID-19. And I also see that you have put out some very interesting home-based exercise videos on YouTube uh, to help people exercise at home, uh, such mm -hmm. as um, eccentric exercise and aerobic exercise. So at the moment, are you also working on more of such similar projects? Yes. So uh, my main kind of focus of the research is we call eccentric exercises in which muscle is lengthened. Okay. So for example, when uh, instead of lifting a weight, lowering the weight slowly is eccentric contraction. So when you are going downstairs, that is also eccentric contraction. So we are very interested in that effect of eccentric exercise on health and fitness. Uh, other than exercise, right, like taking the right nutrition is also important. And also one of your latest research uh, showed that a lack of electrolytes could contribute to muscle cramps. So mm -hmm. can you tell us more about this latest research? I uh, understand that it uses a product from the Osuka. Uh, pharmaceuticals from Japan. Okay, so uh, we are interested in muscle cramp as well because uh, when you have a muscle cramp, you need to stretch the muscle. That is also eccentric contractions. So it means that uh, after muscle cramp, you get sore in next days because of the eccentric contractions. So that was uh, one of the reasons why we became interested in the eccentric, uh, sorry, the muscle cramp. Okay, so in this particular study, so we wanted to know whether dehydration causes muscle cramp more. So then we did a pilot studies, and we did a couple of studies before this study. Then we found that when we are drinking more water, muscle cramp occurs more. So people think that maybe dehydration is a cause of muscle cramp, but we found opposite. If you're drinking too much water, more cramp occurs. So then we thought about what is the reason for that? Then we thought probably we are diluting electrolytes in our body by drinking too much water. So in this particular study, we tried to investigate the effect of adding more electrolytes to the water, whether that water can prevent muscle cramp or not. Now, yeah. why is it that electrolytes can um, reduce right. the incidence of muscle cramps? Mm, that's a great question. So we don't know the exact answer yet. but. Uh, in this particular study, uh, we recruited young men, okay? Uh, but it could be also the case for women or maybe older people or other population as well. But uh, we asked them to do an exercise in the heat, very hot environment, like a 35 degrees. Humidity was not so high, but 45 or 50%. 
So then uh, they reduce their body weight by 2%. Then during the exercise, they were able to drink water or electrolyze water. So then when they are uh, drinking water during the exercise, we found that they are uh, like they become more uh, uh, prone to muscle cramp after exercise. But when they drank electrolytes water, they become more immune to muscle cramp after exercise. So then we measured uh, some electrolytes in the uh, blood sample and other things. Then we found that when we are drinking too much water, electrolytes is diluted. Then that caused muscle cramp. So, uh, the reason, one of the reasons why electrolytes water can prevent muscle cramp is to put uh, like a good, uh, make that uh, body in a good balance for the electrolytes. So we can maintain the electrolytes balance by putting electrolytes to the water. But if you are just drinking pure water, that uh, electrolyte um, uh, is, uh, balance is destroyed, then you may get more cramp. I see. Okay. And may I know from your research, right, uh, how else can the right nutrition intake contribute to better sports performance, especially in the area of uh, muscle soreness? Yeah, so muscle soreness is a little bit different from muscle cramp. Yeah, so uh, maybe just change the topic, but actually uh, we have been doing other studies about muscle soreness. So uh, we get sore after exercise especially we get sore one or two days after exercise, that is called delayed onset muscle soreness. So we have been investigating uh, any nutritional supplements can prevent muscle soreness or reduce muscle soreness after the exercise. So we have been uh, investigating uh, effect of curcumin, like a, uh, like a similar to the curry powder, and also uh, amino acids or uh, the protein powders. So, uh, but nothing works very well to prevent muscle soreness after exercise. Best ways to prevent muscle soreness is to prepare for the exercise well. Maybe I just talk about our curcumin study, okay? So uh, we supplemented people with curcumin and also placebo to see whether the uh, curcumin uh, intake can enhance recovery from muscle damage or uh, maybe uh, can reduce muscle soreness after exercise. But we saw some small differences between placebo condition and curcumin condition, but difference is not that large. That difference can be easily uh, made by preconditioning exercise or like an increase the volume gradually. So um, yeah, I don't think it is really necessary to rely on curcumin for that point. And also uh, we did amino acid studies. Amino acid supplementers taken before exercise, after exercise, also in the recovery process. So that can reduce soreness a little bit, but that reduction of soreness is not very, very practically significant. So uh, we can see some effect, but effect is not very strong. So, yeah, could it be uh, maybe dose, maybe we need uh, maybe larger dose, but we know that uh, in order to reduce muscle soreness, other things works better, which is preconditioning exercise or gradually increase the intensity. Yeah. Oh, okay. When were these studies conducted? 
Actually, the amino acid study was conducted in 2006, it's a long okay. time ago. And curcumin yeah. study was conducted about five years ago. Okay. So I'm occasionally doing some studies uh, yeah. like that. We will say that, you know, uh, replenishing electrolytes, uh, this is a more practical way when it comes to um, reducing the incidence of muscle cramps or this. Electrolytes that's, will be more helpful. Yeah, that's correct. But actually, uh, we don't know yet what electrolyte is responsible for reducing muscle cramp yet, okay? So in this uh, uh, OS1, which we use as a product to, as a uh, electrolyte water, contains sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium, and a little bit of other things, okay? So uh, we found that, that uh, taking OS1 can reduce uh, occurrence of muscle cramp, but, we don't know whether sodium is responsible for that or potassium is responsible for that or combination of the two are responsible for that. We don't know that. So we need to investigate more about what about just taking sugar water can prevent cramp or just salt water can prevent cramp or maybe let's say um, tablet of potassium can prevent muscle cramp. We need more studies. I see. Okay. Do you have any plans to do such uh, further studies on this? Yes. Yes. Actually, we are planning, and then we obtained a grant from a, a company in Japan, which is Oscar Pharmaceutical Company. So uh, we are going to start the study soon. Also, in uh, the study will take place in Australia, in Japan. Yeah, it is in Australia. Yes. In Australia. Okay. And also, um, we are very interested in the muscle cramp due to other things. For example, yeah. a lot of elderly people have cramp at night. Okay. So whether like electrolyzed water can prevent those kind of muscle cramp, or muscle cramp could occur to the pregnant woman, for example, then whether uh, electrolyzed water can help them. So uh, we want to know more about more broad aspects of muscle cramp, whether electrolyzed kind of supplementation can also reduce those cramps occurring outside of the exercise. Yeah, from your understanding, right, is it a very common practice to take electrolytes for a muscle cramp at the moment? Do athletes usually take that? Yeah, actually there are some studies about magnesium. So uh, like uh, there are very interesting review paper about effect of magnesium on muscle cramp because uh, uh, in a pharmacy, you may be able to find a kind of magnesium tablet to reduce muscle cramp. But according to the review paper, uh, magnesium does not work. Okay? So, uh, yeah. So, um, still, we don't know exactly how electrolytes can reduce or prevent muscle cramp. And also, there, yeah, as I said, maybe what kind of electrolytes are important, we don't know yet. Okay? So, uh, we need more studies. But muscle cramp is a more multifactorial uh, phenomena. Not only like electrolytes, but other things can contribute to the muscle cramp. So normally uh, when we are focusing on exercise, we tend to forget about nutrition, but we have to remember both are important. May I know if you're able to share more about the study design uh, on the upcoming study that you are going to do uh, uh, with, with the... Um electrolytes and muscle yeah. cramps? Yeah. Okay, so uh, OS1 contains a lot of sugar as well. 
So uh, it is possible, not electrolytes, but sugar, glucose, is uh, effective for muscle cramp. So we need to investigate whether sugar water, just glucose water, can uh, affect muscle cramp or not. That is a study we want to do first. And then uh, we want to do a, a study to investigate effect of salt water, just um, uh, sodium and chloride water. Then that could prevent uh, muscle cramp. That is a second study. And also uh, there are many sports drinks available, but normally those sports drinks, electrolyte concentration much, much lower than OS1. So if we can dilute OS1 more, let's say normal OS1 is here, but maybe uh, three times dilution of the OS1 can still work to prevent muscle cramp. We need to know that. So we want to investigate different concentration of the OS1 as well. And also, uh, we think that maybe potassium is one of the very important electrolytes uh, in relation to muscle cramp. So we want to investigate effect of potassium intake on muscle cramp. In the next study, so uh, we are going to compare the effect of water OS1 versus salt water, sugar water, and the potassium water, or maybe more diluted version of the OS1. Yeah, so that version could be similar to any sports drinks. Wow, okay, okay, wow. This is, uh, I think this is a very interesting development. Yeah, and also, uh, let's say, uh, so many sports uh, kind of perform in a very hot and humid environment. Like uh, uh, Singapore is always hot and humid. <laughs> and also here, if Tokyo Olympic Games is held, uh, it is in July. It is very hot and humid in Japan. So uh, I assume that many athletes are struggling for like that uh, very hot and humid condition. Then some athletes may be suffering from muscle cramp. So we have to prevent that, right? So yeah, so we need, I mean, this kind of research is very important to enhance performance as well. And also um, some of the kind of uh, sports they are not allowed to take like a, uh, electrolytes water on the pitch. They are just allowed to only that uh, water. So in that case, um, if they can take only water during the match, how we have to prepare before the match to put more electrolytes into the body. So a uh, lot of interesting things, but a uh, uh, lot of time we need to investigate all of those. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. Wow, okay. So, yeah. So, actually, your key research interest is in eccentric exercise, uh, strength, power, training, all this. But at the same time, you are also involved in some of these um, nutrition uh, intervention, nutrition research as well. How did you come to be involved in this kind of research as well? Yeah. So, um, initially, I became interested in muscle cramp, especially, because I cramped a lot. So um, I'm doing uh, uh, tennis. I mean, I'm playing tennis uh, often over the weekends. And then I attended many competitions. I'm not a very good player, but I'm very competitive. Anyway, so uh, whenever I play tennis for like two hours for singles match, I cramped a lot. Then uh, I thought that maybe I need to drink more water. Then the more the water I drink, the more cramp occurred. 
then I just question what is wrong. I mean, so the dehydration mm. may not be the cause of muscle cramp. Then I was interested in doing uh, uh, like studies about muscle cramp. And also when I was a track and field athlete, I was a sprinter, I often got muscle soreness after training, after competition. Then I asked uh, my lecturer in the university at the time, what is the cause of this muscle soreness? He said, it is common sense, lactic acid. But I found that lactic acid is not nothing, uh, nothing related to muscle uh, soreness at all, especially that occurs after exercise. So that motivated me to study more about muscle soreness. So what could be the reason behind it? Okay. So uh, the reason behind that is not lactic acid. Okay. The, the reason why lactic acid is not the cause of the muscle soreness is that lactic acid builds up the muscle maybe, but during exercise. But muscle soreness occurs one day or two days after exercise. By that time, clearly, like a muscle and the lactic acid is cleared from the body. So then uh, we studied what is the cause of muscle soreness. Interestingly, only eccentric exercise induces muscle soreness. For example, if we are going up uh, stairs from first floor to 10th floor, then came back by elevator, you repeat 10 times, you get fatigued, but next, next day you don't get sore at all. But you are going up the stairs and you are going up the floors by elevator, then came back by stairs, let's say repeat five times. Next day you get very sore. So only eccentric contractions or eccentric exercise induces muscle soreness. So then uh, we found that during eccentric contractions, some kind of micro kind of damage occurs to the uh, muscle or maybe connective tissue surrounding muscle fibers then that induces some inflammatory inflammation kind of a type of reactions. So that causes muscle soreness. Uh, you also mentioned that you are going to do uh, research about eccentric exercise in Singapore. It's about yep. climbing up and down the stairs. I think that is yep. very interesting. Maybe can you tell uh, our audience more about this uh, purpose, yep. the objective? Yeah. So uh, our previous research uh, found that when we compared between the ascending stair walking, going upstairs, then came back by elevator, then going up again. So repeat that one several times in a day, and then twice a week, and then 12 weeks. It's a training study. The other group did descending stair walking. They took elevator to go to the high floor, then came back by stairs, then went back to the floor by elevator then repeat that one several times. Then when we compare between the descending and walk, uh, stair walking, we found that descending stair walking group showed greater decrease in blood pressure, resting heart rate. Also the descending stair walking group showed greater improved muscle strength and also balance ability. Also bone was getting stronger. And interestingly, Descending stair walking groups showed greater improvement for insulin sensitivity and also their blood lipid profile, such as decreasing cholesterol, increasing good cholesterol. So that occurred more for the descending stair walking group. So that was found from our study. Then 
Okay, so they may be applying for that one for more general uh, population. How come we can just implement descending stair walking exercise intervention? So then in Singapore, there are a lot of tall buildings. So people live in a very tall building, I think. So uh, we can ask them to do going downstairs. They can use elevator to going up, but whenever they are going down, they have to take stairs then whether that kind of exercise intervention can improve their health and the fitness. That is a kind of a um, study design we are going to do in the future in Singapore. I see. Wow. I also live in one of those flats. We call it the <laughs> HDB flats. I yeah. guess I can start doing okay, that yeah. as well. Okay. So maybe you should be uh, going downstairs. Maybe yeah. usually you may get a little bit sore. Okay. Maybe you need to go down slowly, not going uh, running down. Okay, you just need to go one step, maybe past second or something, going down slowly. That can uh, emphasize your eccentric contraction of your knee extensors. Then you get stronger, then you get fitter, and you get healthier. Wow. That is our okay. hypothesis. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is really something that I can try later on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you mm -hmm. for your time. Yeah, I hope to catch up with you again soon on your uh, new research and any findings that you have. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day ahead. Thank you. Yep. Okay. okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.